So, hi, this is a, another new episode. We're, we're going loopy because we're just recording a fuck ton of them today before we get to Con and Black Hat. Um, and we have Blake on with us to talk about some really neat stuff that's kind of close to what the song was. Hi, Blake. Hello. Hey, how's everyone? Good. What's going on, dude? Eh, nothing too much. Um, just enjoying the Saturday, beautiful weather. How's, uh, how's the weather in the city today? It's shitty here in Colorado. Uh, it's pretty nice. Pretty nice. It, Is was, it? You know, it was warm, but it wasn't too warm. It's been a nice July. That's awesome. That's what we need. Cause are, are you uh, are you coming out to Black Hat and Defcon? No, unfortunately this uh, this round I can't make. <sighs> I got a few uh, IOUs for next year though. Good. Well, you, you, if you if you magically find yourself with time, you should just at random fly out anyway. Cause it's uh, it's going to be a very good year. It'll be I my, get my my wine vintage. Oh, it's a it's a good year for DefCon. <laughs> DefCon Black Hat 2009. That was a good year. That was a good year, wasn't it? <laughs> oh man, didn't even happen yet. I feel bad. So, dude, what's up? What have you been up to? I know you and I have been like chatting on side channels about all sorts of cool shit that you've been working on. What what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been uh, playing uh, with a lot of uh, VoIP stuff uh, in my free time, I should say, and uh, you know, just kind of uh, trying to apply uh, new techniques. Uh, and there's a few old techniques uh, from 2007, which uh, is partly what you mentioned uh, previously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's kind of, I have kind of like a working advisory title going right now, and it's attacking VoIP with the OWASP Top 10. Nice. Pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much, uh, um, you know, not, not all of the Top 10, I don't think, could be exploitable through uh, SIP, for example, but uh, at least uh, three of them. So how how does some of that work? I mean, are there are you writing tools for it? Are there tools out there that you're hacking to work for that method? I mean, what's yeah, give us a little on, on 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 where where it comes from and how it gets there? Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, I I'm not aware of any tools that proactively check this, but uh, I I've been writing a SIP fuzzer for a while, and I included some type of functionality which could test for this directly. So. Just give you a little statistics. Um, uh, uh, the script detected 163 possible cross-site scripting injection points out of 22,000 locations. Damn. And 100, 113 potential SQL out of 14,000 locations. So there's definitely a lot of a lot of uh, activity that needs to be checked for. You know, a, a lot of people rely on the voice more than they realize. So right. Yeah. So in 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 doing some of those, uh, have you have you gotten them to be successful? And if you are, what what kind of stuff are you getting out of them? Well, it's uh, IBM released uh, they someone at ISS uh, discovered in two thousand seven that free P, uh, free PBX could be cross site scripted, and uh, that's really the only uh, public reference that I've seen. Uh, something interesting, though, if you go to their website for that specific advisory, uh-huh. you'll notice you'll notice the text that says "No remedy available as of July twenty fifth, two thousand nine," which is today's date. So they obviously care. That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That sounds like the uh, the Oracle vulnerabilities that Chris is going to be talking about. That like they're like, yeah, we made this script in like the end of '06. Mm-hmm. And it still works, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so kind of crazy. So when you're when you're looking at these things, is this something where you're gonna you're fuzzing it 
as part of the communication stream? Are you fuzzing it once you get it on the box? Are you well, looking it's, at the source it's actually, code of it? Uh, the, the code coverage for the fuzzer isn't that large right now, but um, it's pretty much a uh, single package. There's no session or state management. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I estimate uh, this, this specific functionality could scan about 10% of the stack. Wow. But from what I'm seeing, I don't really see any need to go any further with this specific technique. There's just too much information to sift through now. Right. Well, that's that's sick. I mean, this is that's a that's an area that people are kind of uh, for for all intents and purposes or whatever they're they're kind of ignoring. I mean, shit. I don't know how much work we did cool. at our ATL lab in Sprint in like 2000. We were looking for stuff, and it, what's what's the deal with that? How come people have like especially the research community, right? Like I don't even know a lot of people that are doing research on looking at ways to pop stuff in VoIP. That's why when you started talking about, it, I was like, "Fuck, that's really interesting." Because I mean, I don't I don't know anyone who's really working on that shit. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, I think SIP and HTTP are kind of like cousins. They have similar characteristics. So, I mean, is it is it irony that uh, you could exploit one with the other using port fifty sixty to attack eighty and four four three? Huh. Um, I think it's just one of those inherent things. People want to see information from the X off of a web browser. It's, right. You know, and it, it attacks egress filtering, which is usually weaker than ingress filtering. Right, right, right. Huh. So have you have you demoed any of those things in, in live environments and shown people how they've worked yet, or is it still no, a, I really undercover? No, I showed anyone, really. But they, there's exploit code you could get on the Internet that affected a Linksys box from... I guess, uh, I guess they fixed it. Links has fixed it. Um, there's this code you can look at. It's actually very rudimentary. Um, could be very. Someone could guess the right uh, combination. Slap an alert box in there. Huh. And just look at the logs. That's wild. So the the Linksys one is that uh, is that off that router where they did the the uh, the SIM card that's in it that does all the VoIP shit? Oh, I, I don't know that. Uh, I'm not sure. That would be pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, I think that that'd be neat because, especially with you know, like the the T-Mobile one that does yeah. all the VoIP stuff, and then all the the VoIP stuff that like you know my BlackBerry, right? When you you have the uh, what UMA service on, and I've I've yeah. never played. Have you played with any of that stuff at all? No, 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 no. no. Um, um, I'm I'm going to speak at Frack, and supposedly someone told me that they're bringing some equipment like that. Really? So we're hoping that we could. You know, test that out a little bit. Nice. But any any functionality under a web a single session, any functionality under a single authenticated session or web application that is vulnerable to this, I mean CSRF, you could potentially execute uh, the the function to add a new SIP account, and all of a sudden you're calling you know, your buddy in Bangalore or something. Huh? <laughs> That's wild. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So so or just it, live in the browser. That's always another possibility. Right. Well, that or I mean, could could you potentially do the same type of things, you know, with XSS and like browser hooking, like where where you could have it so that it deploys across everyone who's connected on that zip network and kind of like hook everyone's stream. And, like, um. Uh, but, you know, I, I couldn't say off the top one way or another, but anything's possible. You know, it seems as if uh, there's really not much stopping you other than creativity. <laughs> So, are there are there anyone out there that that you've found thus far that's looking to try and protect these things? I mean, I know you and I had like some brief company discussions. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know a few people that are interested in it, and they're the types to be able to accommodate. Um, so I'm going to say yes, but in very limited numbers. Right, right. So I... Yeah. I, I think that that's that, that's really funny because there's it, it, people go so deep into some of these things that we've had around forever, and they often don't take the time in their research. I, back to kind of us talking about like conventional method, right? Right. Like they they don't take the time to apply old attacks to many different things. They just try and apply things to some like you know okay well cool HTTP is cool to attack this year so. We're going to focus all of our time against that instead of saying, well, let's take all of these easy attacks, right, that, that, like you said, Blake, are like rudimentary examples and apply them to like a huge patch of different things to see where else it works. Um, I think that that's just a – it's funny. I mean, we're like Don talking about null dereferencing, right, and how that that's something that in, – in using that to break, you know, from, from kernel mode and user mode um, and go between those spaces has been around for – 15, 20 years, yeah. but but, it, still but it was like hot, new, cool O'Day technology like a couple months ago. And I think it's it's interesting how when, when the media grabs a hold of shit and if it's, you know, app layer attacks, right? They To your point, Blake, they kind of like go, oh, it's app layer stuff, so it must be on port 80 or 443. And yeah. I think it's 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 too bad that, that more people aren't taking that approach. So, so what's... Um, you know, with, with you doing that research, is there any way that that we can help or that, you know, anyone can, you know, do anything to help progress that type of stuff? Or? It would be nice to test this uh, on a multitude of different platforms, uh, most of which I don't have access to currently. Okay. Um, well, if there's um, any listeners out there that, that have access to those platforms within their company or systems, it'd be awesome you actually, know, for us actually, to hook you up. I was going to say, maybe we should contact the White Wolf guys and see if they have the gear already set up. Yeah. yeah. Do, you know, do you know them at all? Uh, I, I don't. I actually didn't catch the name, but it didn't sound... The uh, half of the name I heard didn't sound familiar. White Wolf? Uh, no, no. So they run, like, the Pack Hunter games, and they do uh, a, a couple like ice summit type things where they they make like attack networks and and do multi-layered attacks so it's not just you know one type of attack it's all these different things open in all these different places and i know they have voip systems and they have you know it's it's a really cool kind of advanced capture the flag where where you're working across many things that would be in a general corporate environment and not just a ctf environment Uh, a real world yeah yeah and they've been they've been building this lab, so I, I can't imagine they wouldn't already have some VoIP stuff. And if not, maybe well, they maybe they'd bring it in anyway. Right. Well, we'll uh, we'll hook them up and, and get sent and see if we can if we can hook some of them up. And then you know if again if any listeners if you guys have you know spare cycles time if you have you know if you have an interest in this stuff I'd I'd love to hook you guys up to to kind of get these types of things pushed farther because I think it's it's shit like this that that the industry gets caught by you know surprise if you will even though it's there're things that you know it sounds like are fairly easy to figure out in the beginning and then if you write some of the tools like you're writing you know you you're, you're going to find gobs and gobs and gobs of them um when you know it's it's much to that same type of note where you know, Dan goes, hey, I found this little bug, and everybody freaks out about it in DNS, yet those things have been around for since the beginning of DNS. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's definitely one of those dilemmas where 
current knowledge in uh, the industry and what's possible, potentially to drastically different things. So, so on on the VoIP stuff, have you played with any? Because uh, I haven't played with compromised and VoIP stuff in a long time. Are there any tools that you recommend as far as people getting started into just looking at VoIP security in general? Um. Well, I'm a fan of uh, fuzzing VoIP for particular reasons that there's just so many different potential mutations. It would be almost impossible to not utilize software. I've always written my own, and I've always used Perl for it. Um, there's an example on the Internet. It's uh, on Millworm. It's the asterisk IAX uh, fuzzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you search asterisk fuzzer, it should pop up a few times. But, you know, that's a little more rudimentary than what I'm playing with right now, but you can kind of see the structure of what I'm doing, um, and, you know, I I, I don't want to release uh, this code just yet. It's sure. going to be a great example for any Perl monks to dig into. Um, cause I just need to see where it goes first before, you know, someone takes it and modifies it slightly, and it just figures out that one thing that wasn't checked, but... Right. Um... Any other, as far as attacks or anything like that, I mean, you know, uh, using things like, what, SIP Vicious and, and uh, RTP Mix and some of those just to show clients basic vulnerability stuff. Well, one thing I could uh, recommend is go to VoIPs, uh, the VoIP Security Alliance. They, they have a lot of information that they're collecting and trying to proactively fix some of this stuff. Cool. So if, if, you, if you check them out, you can definitely get a good headway. Awesome. Awesome. Any anyone else's research that you follow in the space? Um, no, to be honest with you, no one in specific. Okay. I I have a buddy that uh, me and him. Uh, he does a lot of QA uh, for a lot of stuff. I find he's kind of a VoIP uh, connoisseur. Nice. And, uh, so he he knows probably as much as I do about the topic, and beyond that, I know maybe two other people that kind of have that same uh, layer of knowledge. Um, so it's, hmm? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say I was, I was thinking of some people that I've, I've worked with a couple times uh, Chris, that are also part of that. Yeah, Chris. Or, do you know, um, I think his first name's Joe in Hartford. Uh, he runs mm-hmm. he runs one of the OS groups up there. Uh, Oquendo O Q U E N D O. Um, no, he'd he'd probably be a good person to hook up with because I know he's been doing a a ton in that area. Um, I'll mm-hmm. give you some info for him because I know he where where he works he has a lot of access to a lot of really really neat VoIP systems. Um, mm-hmm. But in the in the meantime, if there's any other listeners uh, that that have access to that stuff, please you know post on the site or whatever, um, and and try and you know make some some places for this stuff to be researched. Because I think the more people can put behind doing some of this research, um, some pretty cool groundbreaking stuff can happen because of it. Because God knows with with everybody trying to consolidate environments and virtualize things and share databases and do all that, if you know if you're going to be able to do injection on some of these and their shared databases on other shit, um, you're going to pop open environments and they won't even see it. Yeah. So. Well, a lot of uh, PBXs are database-driven, so SQL injection is definitely a concern. Yeah, that's that's cool. So, well, right on. Well, I just wanted to kind of have a conversation with you to get some of this out, th- out there because I think just getting it out there alone will, will hopefully inspire people to start thinking about these types of things 
and and bring it a little bit closer to the front instead of you know oh hey SMB's open I have to pop something in Microsoft or oh yeah. oh HTTP's open and I have to figure out how to do SQL injection on this website so I can get the fucking username listing or whatever you know just to open and expand those things inside of networks to show that you can use some of these common attacks that people are getting good at to attack other things that are kind of seemingly not the same but you know what it sounds like what you're doing is is at at the actual level uh they're they're very similar yeah conceptually there's really not much to it. it's just taking two different unique technologies and putting them together and calling it something new (laughs) well now you got to figure out a cool buzzword for it dude <laughs> I, you, got, I got a few working. Don't worry about yeah, it. That's that's what that shit's all about. You know, like fucking VSQL, <laughs> dude. It's it's just all like <clears throat> cloud, fucking cloud, everything, cloud voice, cloud. Yeah, fucking, leak for the cloud. God, fuck clouds. Um, <laughs> a- anything else interesting that you've been thinking about or mulling or researching or looking into or breaking or um, hating I mean, on? That sticks out specifically. Uh, I'll give you a, a little tidbit, though, something else about SIP I've noticed. Uh, certain SIP stacks, uh, I could arbitrarily make it issue DNS requests, which you could actually <laughs> really? use for still vulnerable DNS servers. Really? Something. Yeah. Huh. That's kind of cool. That's really yeah. cool. Actually. Uh, can, can you tell us more about how it works or no? Not yet. Um, I'll tell you it lives in layer six. Okay. Huh. Interesting. So if you if you check out the protocol, you'll probably figure it out. <laughs> right on. Nice. Fucking cool. <laughs> Time to play. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I'm like, shit, I have to go to DEFCON. <laughs> what am I going to be doing during speeches? Yeah, right? Fucking. Well, I wish that you were coming out, dude. We're going to have some, some fun shows, but I, I appreciate uh, you hanging around and talking to us and, and getting some no, of this stuff pleasure. out there, man. It's... My pleasure, and I'll catch you in my rain check next year, right? All right, well, we, we, we will be there, and you will have many a drinks waiting for you. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Well, thank right. you again, man. I appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank right. you, guys. See you, bro. Pleasure. See you, man. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah, it's, so, it's cool getting shit out, the, out there like that because that's the only way he was saying uh, Some most companies aren't responding to fixing the shit. Some yeah. of them are, but uh, most of them aren't is what it sounded like. More of like they and, probably don't know how either. Well, validate your input. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's, I mean, it sounded like, you know, when, when things like this get out is when people actually start taking advantage of it and fixing it. You know, right. Like, the more it gets out there, the easier it gets to exploit, the faster it gets fucking fixed. Well, yeah, I think that's like perfect to what Acro was talking about, right? Like if you share this information, then, then shit starts to happen. Right. And you actually make things better by sharing the information because if no one knows it but you, <laughs> right? congratulations, you know something no one else in the world knows <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now. Until yeah. someone else figures it out. Or, or, you know, the fact that there's probably 30 other people who know what you know and more. Right. But they're, like, you know, held up in fucking Beijing Academy or, you know, in the Moscow College or whatever, and they're using it to... To, to fuck with the U.S.? World. Yeah, to, like, fuck your country <laughs> up. To, to cause big denial of service tax on the July 4th. <laughs> that, was right? a, that was a fucking joke. Oh, dude. Like, oh, no, you took down the White House website. That doesn't affect Great. me at all. <laughs> Dude. Speaking of which, make sure to Twitter at the at White House. Oh, and, I saw that. They and, banned Twitter and, from Yeah, the White do you House. see my post? I was like, they banned Twitter from the White House, so make sure that you hit their Twitter account and ask them to unban Twitter on their Twitter account. <laughs> you know, it's funny. But the, they're uh, still posting from it. 
Yeah. So I don't know. It must be maybe it's maybe it's not banned for Obama on his special secure BlackBerry. He's on his BlackBerry being like, ah, addicted. He's like, fuck you guys. I got this old old Uber fucking secure NSA BlackBerry that lets me Twitter. I wanted to say, though, about the whole, like, VoIP thing that just got brought up. Like, it reminds me a whole lot about the, uh, you know, like how people started experimenting with Bluetooth. Right. And how, you know, it's real slowly happened that, you know, people are sort of keeping an eye on it. Right. Yeah, but even then, it's still just, like, blatantly well, and, wide yeah. open. And, well, that's, right? VoIP reminds me of Wi-Fi. Yeah. VoIP reminds me of a lot of Wi-Fi. It suddenly, like, somehow got publicly available, and people just started to adapting it like you started crazy. using it yeah. they didn't think about it at all and same thing with Wi-Fi they're like oh <coughs> it's wireless it's great and then you know you start finding oh look by the way Web's fucking broke as shit <laughs> maybe they should have figured that out before <laughs> everybody fucking started adapting it into their you know or putting it into their corporate environments god um you know you were, you were talking about how the White House banned Twitter mm-hmm. um all the U.S. State Department workers are begging Hillary Clinton to let them use Firefox. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. So you can so you can work, and then that way all the new Firefox O'Day <sighs> that just came out for three three five works like really easily on right. the state computers, and then it's just that much easier for people to do client side attacking on them. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, that's just cute. Um, Speaking of hacking servers and stuff, uh, did you see the the Twitter that had uh, their HD access file? You could take Twitter's HD access file off of search.twitter.com. Well, they they had actually um, fucked up a couple different ways. Like apparently, Twitter as a company got hacked, right? And someone yeah. put all their internal like secrets. <laughs> and it, I was I was reading through some of those things. I'm like, really? This is this is what everybody's freaking out yeah, about? That's, like that's the secret. This is going to destroy Twitter, right? Uh, the next day, people fucking still Twittered about how they just took a two-pound shit and had a hamburger, <laughs> and, you know, and took pictures of, like, their new shoes. It didn't seem to bother Twitter as a company as far as, like, them running. And then some of the shit was, like, th- they consider Google and uh, Facebook their big competitors. No shit. <laughs> um, they, uh, really? There was another one that was, like, we wouldn't be the first... Uh, social network or something or, or some some I don't remember how it was phrased. They want to be the first company to have like a billion users, a billion <laughs> registered. I'm like, because they'd be quote awesome. <laughs> like uh, all right, and then they're, 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 my favorite though was um, uh, well, first off, executives apparently at Twitter can't explain Twitter any better than the rest of us can, which is like <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's 140 characters. You can say whatever you want. Um, micro blogging, I think, is what they called it. Yeah, microblocking. And then what was the last thing? Oh, they had uh, <laughs> something like, we're going to make a profit this quarter. We're not sure how, <laughs> but we're going to. <laughs> That's the shit. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, the whole North Korea attacking on the 4th of July, that was just dumb. <laughs> I, I think it's so funny how they have to peg it on somebody. Like they just continuing. Well, to another like they thing got to pay, oh, pay on somebody. Period. Fuck, what do we do? I don't know. You know. <laughs> well, they, the the National Intelligence Service in South Korea claims it was North Korea, but yet the U.S. government saying we're not really sure where it came from. It's probably the CN lab. <laughs> yeah, it was the Chris Nickerson lab, dude. I'm dumb. Just gonna get in trouble. First, it's Scientology, then anti-sec, then fucking China. China. China still listens though. Still moving up in the world. Yeah, I know. How how are we doing with the China stats? Seven, six people. Seven people. Six people. 
Woo-hoo. six people from China. Hey, just that like that's good. That's so the six get, people who figured out how to get around. Get the around the wall. That's yeah, and hopefully they're hosting it on the inside. <laughs> it's like it's like Tiger <clears throat> Team in Japan. There was like three downloads, and then we talked to Rika, and she's like, "Oh, there's like seventy million. Which, yeah, what? Well, what? What'd you say? Isn't there a new Speaking Tiger Time yeah, article coming out? Don't you have a, an article coming out? It's supposedly Ryan already out. Jones, bigandjapan.com? Yeah, apparently so. Um, the same magazine as we were in for the, for the last time mm-hmm. when Rika did the interview with both of us. She called me back. She was something up for uh, for Hacker Japan magazine that is either out or going to be out right as Def Con Black Hat hit because she's going to give me a copy of it when I get there. She's like, I'll make sure my editor brings a copy, which, you know, another magazine I can't read. Um, there was a g- actually, actually I have an <laughs> great. Um, actually, I did get an ins- uh, a message on the on the exotic liability site from one of the users. He's like, "Hey, I heard you need help translating your article." I'm like, "Yeah," and I haven't responded back to him. I feel bad because he was nice enough to offer. Back, dick. Well, I'm trying to find the fucking PDF <clears throat> of the article. I'm not gonna chop the book up. It's actually kind of a nice magazine. Yeah, but I need to. F- I, she sent me the PDF a while back, and I think I kept it. I just have to find it before I can send it to them so I can actually have them translate it. Because that would be <laughs> nice to make sure, you know, like, nothing, we didn't get quoted saying something really bad in translation. You know, like, if Chris said something like, I love Ryan, that got translated into, like, I, I fuck dogs, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, the I fuck dogs thing, you know, it's <laughs> close enough no, true. to I love Ryan. It's pretty much wow. the same thing. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, by, by <sighs> this time, I guess... Black Hat and Defcon is over. Do you think, or is um, it just? Is, are we still going on? No, are we it'll re- be way no, over. it's probably done. People it'll are probably connected over. to IVs and, and stuff. And there'll be there'll water. be episodes. Water. People are just drinking. The, water. There'll be episodes like two weeks after this where we're like, "Hello, this is exotic so, liability." So so fucking I don't want to fucking do anything other than die. I'm I'm sorry, Chris. Good, Jonas. <laughs> fucking had to punch him. He wouldn't shut yeah. up. He's dying. <laughs> I'm missing a limb. <laughs> Karen Karen needed another root canal, so we just did it for her. Yeah. Live. But you weren't supposed stage. to cut my arm off. That'd be an awesome podcast. Dude, from the dentist. We'll somebody asked about that. dope her up. <laughs> really? Somebody wanted to podcast Karen going to the fucking the dentist? The dentist, yeah. Well. <laughs> I saw that coming. I'm, yeah, Nobody I'm not, comment. Not gonna. <laughs> I, not even trying to comment. Amazing how Karen sounds like that when, when she goes to the dentist. Yeah. Or it's one of those or, or, dentists. So or, how do you guys like baseball? Hey, you know, <laughs> dentists put you under for a reason. You don't know what happens. Oh, dude. Y'all wake up like Kill Bill. Like, wake, fuck, wake up dude. and your ass hurts. What <laughs> 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 the hell do you go to the dentist at? Oh, no. <laughs> hey, I get a discount, all right? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. AP discount, the anal probe one time. What? <laughs> I couldn't remember if I talked about this already or not, but there was a kid in Yorkshire who convinced the British aviation executives that he was a tycoon about to launch his own airline. Whoa. 17-year-old kid told airport and airline executives that he had a fleet of jets. Hell yeah. What? Yeah, he even, like, flew to Jersey. And not New Jersey, but Jersey. Jersey, yeah. yeah. The like old the Jersey. The real Jersey. Yeah. Where Are all there the cows history... there? <laughs> I love it. Eddie Izzard. Where all the history is. <laughs> <laughs> to Jersey. Where the history comes from. Um, Where all the women aren't annoying. <clears throat> but their teeth are. Uh, um, yeah, so they were all excited about this new airline. He's flying to airports and talking to the directors about like setting shit up and got to the point where he was 17 physically there convincing these people that he he owned a fleet of jets. <laughs> Had it all set up. 
That's awesome. I was like, I want to do that. Right on. Um, so, you know, I was, I was going through the, the forums. <clears throat> one of the show suggestions that someone had posted mm-hmm. um, was to talk about selling VAs and pen tests. Uh, and I, I, th- I think that's an awesome discussion because, you know, uh, dude, I don't know how many different barriers we've come up <laughs> against, whether it's internally, externally, with a customer, without a customer. I mean, you know, you, you, one of the first ones that you always come up with, right, is... What's the difference between a VA and a pen test? Thank you. Right. So, so you know, how, how, how have you worked with that before? I mean, I- internally, right? Like, have you, have you had the problem having to sell that? like as a security engineer of a company or is it more been on the consulting side? No, it's usually on the consulting side. And 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 you've been there. Actually I like I ended up um you and I were on a call once fucking four years ago. And and someone asked like we were doing the whole do well do you want a VA or do you want a pen test? And, right. And and the guy was like, uh well I mean, you know, I need a I need a I need a scan. <coughs> okay. So you want a so you want a VA? Well, I mean, well, what's the difference? And, and Chris actually described it. He's like, okay, so think of it as you're standing outside this building. So a vulnerability assessment is when you just look at the side of the building. You know, you look at the building from the outside and you go, I see six windows and two doors and a chimney and, you know, like, like, here's all the entry points. <laughs> He's like, then there's a pen test. And, and this wasn't exactly how you said it, but it's like, you know, you walk up the door and you jiggle the knob a little bit and you smash through the fucking window to see if you can get in. And I mean, it was more of like, I'm getting into the building versus just looking at all the possibilities of, of getting in. You're actually making sure, yes, that is a real way to get in. The guy got it. And so I, I was like, that's a really good analogy. I'll just keep using that. So think, that's what I've always used to explain it. I think I think a lot of times people just like they they forget the English of it, right? Like they, they forget like, you know, assessment or right. test, right? And just look at those two words. Do you want an assessment? Do you want somebody to look at it and tell you, you know, kind of uh, hey, here's what it kind of looks like? Or do you want to test to say yes or no, it is or isn't, right? Um, and I, I think internally, that's always like a huge, huge, huge battle because oh, yeah. they 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 kind of don't know why they would need the test. Well, if it's a vulnerability, then we got to go fix it. Well, uh, you know, take take into account some things, right? Like one, if you've got five thousand machines, and each of the five thousand machines, you know, you have EI or Nessus or Qualys or whatever the fuck scanner you're using, you know. Um, you go through and you say, okay, you know, let's scan all these things. You scan them all. Each machine has, you know, let's let's say you do a credential scan, right? So you can find client-side shit. Right. Each machine has 30 high vulnerabilities, right, times the 10,000 machines that you have or 5,000 machines or whatever that you have. So now you're talking about fixing, you know, hundreds of thousands of vulnerabilities. Which one do you install first? What, what do you mean, which one do I install first? Well, which one do you install first? If each patch is going to take a couple minutes to install, you know, you're, you've pretty much committed the next two years of your life to installing patches <laughs> without being able to keep up to your fucking patch management schedule. So which one do you install first? Right. And, and what, what people don't often realize, especially internally when you're, when you're working on a team that can do that and help that, is that pen testing often helps with prioritization. So you're going to lower the amount of time that it's going to take to get effective results in the environment by conducting tests to confirm the vulnerability's existence or not. 
You're also going to be able to confirm, is it you know over the network exploitable versus is it on box exploitable, and how do your protection controls built into that? So you have, you have a couple different vectors to kind of sell that to the internal teams to say why you need to be doing pen testing, because not only are you going to find patches that need to be installed, it's going to increase the uptime of the system, because you can test things and say, well, if this can break this way... We have to fix it so that not only can it not break this way anymore, but also if any other garbage gives us the same packet stream, it's not going to blow the server up. Right. Um, I think that you know survivability is a huge thing. You know, you can always go down the route of you know testing from a compliance perspective. I mean, look at the end of the day, PCI doesn't say that you have to have an internal pen test by a PCI certified auditor. So if you're a level one, great, you, you have to, but anything under that, like use it as a way to cut costs. I mean, just say, hey, send me to this conference. I want to learn how to do pen testing so I can do some of our internal pen tests and I'm going to save you guys money. It, it, the executives love saving money. It's a great thing, you know, or- Especially or, chief financial officers. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're right? big fans. <laughs> They're all about that. So you got to lobby to the right people and say, "Look, I can cut our costs this much by us providing some of these functionalities in house, or you know, stop using XYZ company because they're charging you, you know, seventy grand to do your internal pen test, and get someone else to do it, and then you can get some kind of high end resources to do it who aren't just going to look at the compliance mechanism. They're going to look at how it works in the business. So I, I, I think that there's a bunch of those vectors there. Um, you know, when, when you're talking about selling them in the mass public, you know, obviously right now one of the biggest things that, that drives the sales of VAs and pen tests are, are you know, things like compliance, right? It's the PCI, HIPAA, GLBA, SOX, you know, they're like, oh, I got to get my, you know, whatever the fuck scan. Um, get it, scan it. Is that a Lara's product? Yeah, whatever, the, the whatever the, whatever the, fuck, the fuck scan. Yeah, you just you <laughs> click whatever fucking compliance mechanism you're part of, and you get the old whatever the fuck scan, and it gives you whatever the fuck results. And, <laughs> and, and you get a whatever the fuck report. Yeah, and you get whatever the fuck report, and you get whatever the fuck certification when you're done. The conclusion says do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want with this, because you know what? <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. It Like, it doesn't show you anything. Like, a vulnerability detail report shows you really shit nothing at the end of the day. It doesn't show you dick about your business. It doesn't show you anything about what you should or shouldn't patch first. It it shows you limitedly, and even then, I mean, Karen, how many times are they fucking wrong? Like most of them, right? Oh, Christ. So like, <laughs> you've got a Linux exploit. It's just false on positives. Every yeah, fucking hey, you have this open SSH exploit on fucking Windows two thousand three, and and it's running Apache. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Like, fucking give it up. Um, you know so. So you can consider most vulnerability assessments kind of totally unfounded and pretty irrelevant unless you do some testing to qualify whether the shit's there or not. And, you know, a good way to do that, you can build, you know, you can put in some automated tools like, you know, Core. You can have uh, scanners that have some more automation built into them like Saint's product. Um, you know, you can use Canvas. You can, you know, do stuff by hand, do a, do a grip of kind of all of those uh, and, and have it managed by someone in-house who's actually going after things as well. And I think that, that as, you, as you start to do that and you do it, the, the biggest part about selling a VA or a pen test is connecting your, on the external side, is connecting your customer to what it really means to be at risk, right? Like, don't hit them with a report that's 5,000 pages that goes, hey, you're fucked because you have 10,000 reds. You know what that means? Nothing. 
Fucking, hey, respond to 10,000 reds. All right, throw that bitch away. You know, like, there I go. I responded. Fucking good to go. But you're not going to be able to throw away the CFO seeing all of their financials. You're not going to be able to throw away the CEO having his emails read. You're not going to be able to throw away the VoIP calls that you just dumped because you were doing some of the shit that Blake was talking about. You're not going to be able to throw away the gobs and gobs of password lists because it took you two seconds to fucking ARP poison and they didn't have any, you know, ARP injection or inspection going on. You're not going to throw away that shit. I love they, they, can't, they can't throw it away because it's connected so deep into their business that you cannot let go of that. You can't say, oh, that's an acceptable risk. But you can accept a red fucking box all day long because it means nothing. It means you have a red. It means you have a red. Fucking red. Well, and, Shit. and you know, we, we really need to get like a version of Nessus and just change all the different colors to blue. Just everything's <laughs> blue. Blue. Everything I, is blue. That way everybody's calm and relaxed. Hell, we, we, all the reports are HTML anyway. We can make the little blue light. I feel so soothed. Yeah. And then, you know, and give it, give it like, give it the explanation of what does blue mean. Blue means that you're going to go out of business tomorrow. Fucking, there you go. You have one blue thing on your report and you're going to go out of business tomorrow and just see how people react. Uh, Oh, man. Well, it's like we've always talked about where it's like, you know, what do I, what do I patch first? Okay, well, that's the, that's the server that counts how many times you flush the toilet. Right. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) That server has the same vulnerabilities over here, and that one stores all your credit card numbers or has all your patient records. Or you should probably focus all your attention on the critical servers versus the shit that's important. And that's yeah. why that's why I think VAs and pen tests don't make a fucking difference because no one knows what's important to the fucking company in the first place. Right? How many companies have either one of us run across that actually had a business impact analysis? Never. I mean, I mean very, like, very very. What's rarely. critical to your system? They're like, oh, email. Got to have email right away. Why? Well, I mean, you know, that's how we have to talk to each other. What's wrong with the phone? <laughs> well, uh... So, so what's more important? How do you make money? <laughs> do you make money sending emails? Probably not. Right. If you do, you fucking should die and, and be destroyed because you're a spammer. <laughs> do, you, do you have products somewhere? But, yeah. I mean, you know, is your is your product online? Yeah. Is it sold online? Somebody is it only sold your, online? somebody attack your SVN, pull all your source code, make a competitor? Oh, uh, yeah, but the credit cards are safe. <laughs> But okay. no one's using them on your site anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's wow, there's a just nasty I high just, pitch noise I just in heard it. the ears. Um hopefully that's not actually being recorded because if it is, everyone's gonna, gonna hurt. die. because uh, it's really and Ryan and I have like dog hearing, so it like really hurts me right now. Um Yeah, he's gonna right, start well, he'll, he'll start puking. Yeah, that 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 being said, um we're gonna cut this off for Technical reasons. Wait, actually, um, before we cut it off, do you remember that fucking white noise generator? The pink? No, they called it pink noise. Yeah. The pink noise generator they installed in the new offices at Alltech. They had built out this whole area for us, and it was bad, really <laughs> bad. Like they put these things in the ceiling, and they're supposed to be only hearable for like a week, and it never went away. Is that like the weird like London noise that they used to generate against teenagers? It was supposed to keep Which things quieter because like they sat us <laughs> next to the um, the support desk who we'll answered the phones, so they'd be on the phone like. Oh yeah, we'll just click here and then click there, and you hear like well, Chris or myself like, "Yeah, fuck the hooker, then chop her up and throw her in the back of the car." I mean, like, just because we were being obnoxious yeah. and or, they're or like, "Uh, can you hold on for it?" Shut up. Or you know, you've got Luke throwing, throwing uh, what was it, knives or darts or what the fuck was it he threw in the ceiling? At a fly. <laughs> it was, <pinned laughs> it was down, a, thumbtacks, no, thumbtacks. Thumbtacks, but he he was throwing thumbtacks at the idiot. ceiling, and he was on the other side of the little. 
the little oh, the noise is gone. Um, he was on the other side of a cue ball from one of the one of the support people, and he's sitting there at his desk and he's leaning back in his chair and he's just flicking thumbtacks straight up at the ceiling. He, don't even, he wasn't even hitting the ceiling half the time. <laughs> what he's not realizing is they're coming down on the other side. Of the, so this poor girl's on the phone trying to talk and like work through, <laughs> and she's a sweet girl that doesn't outspeak. She doesn't speak out very much at all. Like she, so very, she's getting rained on. Very anti-confrontational, and Luke's just fucking pegging her with thumbtacks, and she's not saying a word until Chris and I are like. What the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get this fly. Because there's a fly on the ceiling, and he, there's Luke fucking flicking thumbtacks. Dude, you're hitting the girl. Oh, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. He says he's up to episode of 12. He is. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you still haven't gotten to the bad stuff yet. Yeah, he hasn't called. <clears throat> he needs to call. I'm like, episode 12, that was like, what, the first month? Well, he, first we played, day? No, that was, uh, <laughs> we had five the first day. I remember that. No, episode 12, that's not even that month, is it? Uh, Probably not. Was it? I don't think it was. Four. We were Producers push- saying we were, yes. We, yeah, we, were we had five, and then we started doing three a fucking... Shit. We were releasing three a week, weren't we? At first? To get to ten. Yeah. So... We got to ten, we slowed down again. Huh. <laughs> 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 we'll the second month, maybe at best. Well, anyway, we hope you survived DEF CON and Black Hat and B-Sides. And if you didn't? And Sky Talks. Well, not, if you didn't, you're not listening you're anyway. not listening anyway, so fuck you, dead guy. And if you remember <laughs> DEF CON, you weren't there. dog, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, I imagine in the next couple of weeks we'll have a, a painful <laughs> We'll have some <laughs> really painful, painful recaps. Post, post but we're going we're gonna to try and do some uh, live casts yeah. uh, while we're there. Uh, we're gonna we'll be in the podcaster meetup. Yeah, podcaster meetup would be live. We're gonna take some uh, interviews of friends and people around the conference and kind of munch all that stuff into uh, a couple episodes. So, lots and lots of content coming. Hopefully, or enjoy it. Whichever. Be on the site, play around, promote other people's research, and listen to Exotic Liability. Yay! Absolutely.